Welcome to the Nightside Podcast. I'm your host, Troy, aka Nightside PI, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host here, Alex. Hello, internet. Yes, now that we're all at home, we can easily listen to podcasts all the time now, if you weren't already doing that. Um, but <laughs> it's it's been a little bit since we've been on the show. Um, not for a lack of trying, we uh, did try to record an earlier episode, which had some tef- technical difficulties, and I don't think anyone would have liked that going into their ear holes, so I decided to scrap it. <laughs> yeah, it was needed. Uh, so what we're going to go ahead and do today is uh, still just kind of a s- similar structure. We're not going to stay too long on a lot of things, even though it, a lot has happened since then. Um, just briefly going over the announcements for um, the new Sony PlayStation and all of that that came out and uh, the presentation that we had uh, during our discussion that we had that uh, was now scrapped. Unfortunately, um, that uh well at least in my feelings that it wasn't the right presentation at this right time you know it was good because it was supposed to be for gdc and mostly focused on the the technical aspects of the console um and Mm -hmm. i felt like a lot of the talk was about certain feature well let me correct that self there was only one feature that i felt like they mostly talked about which was like the whole 3d sound thing um You know, which 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 sounds cool, but I, from my personal feelings, I liked um, with what Microsoft did, which was actually showing you like, hey, here's how you can swap in between the games almost instantaneously. Hey, here's a video on how quickly these things load, comparison to what our current standard is right now, um, with systems that are out there. So I kind of wish that there was something that was like that, and and who knows with the summer that's coming up, with you know, all the announcements that supposedly should come out yeah i mean i think you're right and it's just it was sort of a presentation for developers so it wasn't a whole lot to get excited about for playstation fans but yeah hopefully something comes this summer that we can get excited about and actually maybe see some games yeah and uh now with the uh kind of reveal of their controller i feel like they're going more into a very particular type of niche and i we kind of had a quick discussion about this uh the other day which um what are the three uh kind of categories that each console is is carving out for themselves nintendo has always been the one that has the uh paraphernalia but has always been that one generation behind in graphics and you can't really get a whole lot of other third parties uh to hop on they've mm-hmm. completely changed that now i uh, like i mean they still have some you know weird uh weird paraphernalia but um i mean essentially they have really proven with the switch that you know hey indie developers different types of games can all be on here and you can still enjoy them um you know witcher being you know one of those is as, as a prime example it's still yeah. not going to run that well <laughs> you know but yeah, they're, doing, they're trying the best place to play The Witcher, but I'm glad <laughs> that if somebody only has that available, that they can play it. Um, yeah, and, and that is a PC or a, an RPG power, that you powerful. can't miss out on. So you know, if agreed, that's the only thing that you have, then then that's you know what you can go ahead and go with. But um, yeah, so that that's the kind of path that um, Nintendo, I feel like, has has carved out for themselves. With Sony, it, it's becoming a little bit more apparent. They were with uh, previous uh, generation um, 
PlayStation 4 being more focused on the single player, very story driven games, which um, is their pedigree. And now that I feel like they've really carved themselves out for that, they're mm-hmm. now going to go ahead and start doing more immersion. So they already have the, the VR set and um, with this new controller having haptic feedbacks uh, similar to what the Switch has. Um, and their whole spiel about 3d sound it it really sounds like they're they're trying to carve that you know it's it's a full kind of body experience and this is the new level that we can kind of bring um what do you feel about that i think you're right i think it's yeah it is about getting just sort of lost in the story of the game you're playing whereas you know xbox is a little more focused on the shared experiences multiplayer Mm -hmm. streaming um that kind of stuff which is great and you'll be able to do that on playstation um but i think yeah the controller seems to be focused a bit more on you know that that immersive experience in in a game world how do you feel about the design um i like it it's you know it seems different enough while also not straying too far from the dual shock which is a controller that i've loved since forever um you know i'm excited to you know actually get my hands on it and see what it feels like but mm-hmm. uh, you know ultimately i'm pretty pleased with it i gotta say when uh i was trying to make a decision uh with getting a new console uh one of the things that r- really sold me when i was getting uh when i decided to get an xbox was the um the controller and the uh, kind of resistance that they have in the triggers and you can mm-hmm. feel it in racing games like you know if you press down on the brake or you know really hard on the acceleration you could you know kind of feel that rumble and almost mm-hmm. resistance um you know and, and that's a little bit of what uh, the new controller is going to do but um the, the kind of example that uh i have as of right now is that uh rumble is is pretty limited on on most controllers it's you know off low or high um and xbox has one in in the controllers but um haptic is going to be more of like a sliding scale so it can ramp up in 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 intensity like you know you have a light rain and then it starts to turn into a heavy storm and you can feel it in different parts of the controller as well too so um you can almost use it as a sense of where people are going to shoot you in a you know in a a shooter game so that i feel like is is very interesting and you know if you add that on top of the uh the headset and uh, probably the eventual controller upgrades that they're going to do on that and and having a little bit more of a haptic feedback and you're looking at uh ready player one <laughs> type of yeah i mean i could even yeah i could totally see like in a shooter like if somebody's shooting kind of like at you like not hitting mm-hmm. you like being able to like tell what direction it's coming from yeah if you if you feel like on the bottom of your controller like you can specifically feel near the the bottom of your palms that would Mm -hmm. indicate like okay they're behind me or like i'm only feeling it on my right hand so i can clearly tell that they're shooting at the right side of me Mm -hmm. so um yeah i think that that's uh really interesting and playing that with the 3d sound and and um you know headsets i feel like can can really accomplish that if you haven't played a game with 3d sound trust me it's very different and it sounds so much better being able to actually hear different parts of the audio coming from different um you know different areas um and headphones do that kind of now but um i think Mm -hmm. that their whole idea of trying to have it come through the actual tvs 
interesting, but I don't know how achievable it might be. <laughs> yeah, be it's going to be, you know, it's one of those things where it depends on what other kind of equipment you have. But uh, yeah, I think together the haptic feedback and the 3D sound is going to be really cool. I think now with uh, um, so uh, the the path that um, I think Microsoft, as we're kind of talking about uh, paths being carved out, is the um, the kind of Steam machine of come here. There's lots of games to play. There's different types of games to play. Mm -hmm. um, if you even if you don't have uh, you know an Xbox, play it on your PC. You know, and that's your that's your go to mobile. Uh, type of thing as well too and and now even going with the project x cloud and and being able to stream uh, through you know, your cell phone so i think that that's really their major approach to this upcoming um console generation and uh focusing on that mm -hmm. uh but what all comes into question um especially during these times now is the fact of delays and and the um kind of what what's going to go on with uh production and none of them have uh both sony and microsoft have said you know hey we know we, we might have limited supplies or anything else like that they you know it's not going to be delayed so they all seem to be pretty confident i feel like that that's that's probably not going to be the case for long um like the way that things change mm -hmm. nowadays it's just like it's not going to surprise me if that comes up of like delay i would think more of limited supplies before yep. they actually delay the actual console um and we've already seen that now with a lot of uh the announcement from sony being that they uh indefinitely uh delayed last of us 2 which mm -hmm. is a major game um yeah. yeah and it's like well we were already i was already saying last time you know i'm probably not gonna get a ps5 right when it comes out and if there's if there's no games, you know, I'm definitely gonna be waiting um, yeah, a what's, while what's before, the point? before I upgrade. Yeah, and and uh, I think I'm in that same boat too. But I know that one of the aces up um, Microsoft's sleeve is, and what they've already kind of hinted towards, anyways, at least, is the. Uh, um, Pain as you go, um, payment plan uh, where you can still get the console and just you know pay off uh, monthly. Um, they had a program back that ended in December where you could um, uh, do that and you'd get an Xbox One X. But um, that when the um, Series X came out, you would be able to tr uh, trade out. Mm -hmm. um, your console for the uh, new one and you know you wouldn't have to pay any extra so i de i definitely know that they're going to do something like that is whether or not sony is going to do something like that do you think that they would i would feel wary about them managing a program like that <laughs> <laughs> i think that's the same thing too i would have that kind of worry of like i would have the trust in microsoft because they've done things like that before mm -hmm. you know with with that uh, with a lot of things so um it's it's not as worrisome as with sony uh because i mean even then the same type of uh structure is you have to realize how big the company is and and yeah. the almost tentacles that come out from that where do they reach and the type of resources that they can and uh build mm -hmm. off of so um yeah i think that that's going to be a little bit harder of a sell um 
for nowadays where, you know, if you try to pay everything up front for a $500, $600 console and you already have something that's pleasing you, it's it's going to be kind of hard to, to make that actual leap. Yeah, and that's just, yeah, I don't know if I would, could even see Sony doing that. Microsoft has, you know, other parts of their business that already do things like that. Um, like billing system setup, whereas Sony, they would have to build a whole system from scratch. And it's like in the past, they've mostly gone in the direction of we're going to, we're expensive and you just have to pay it. Yeah. You're just going to have to kind of get used to that. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I think that that's, it's been really interesting kind of seeing that uh, change of hands from this generation of, of I feel like Xbox is going to be much more accessible and easy for people to get into with as many games as they have uh, versus Sony, which, um, you know, is is catering to their fan base uh, directly. Like, you know, you want this next console, you're going to get this next console, whether it's immediately as it uh, comes out or eventually, but we know you're going to want it and it's going to be a different experience, um, you know, next levels uh, beyond what we're uh, doing with the last generation. Um, yep. And it's just a matter of if, Games are gonna take advantage of that, um, you know, because I don't, I don't, I don't know of games that really do, um, you know. When you look at uh, Switch, I think it'll they, be a, a couple years. Yeah, like, and they have to do it properly, because um, that's that's a whole nother programming that you have to do in the game that some people have to, don't kind of realize. Like, it's not. You know, something where you just make a game and then everything kind of rumbles, um, you know, in the way that it needs to. It's like it has to be programmed in a certain way to do in a certain things. Yeah, they have um, to build it. with what's going on on screen. So, yeah, it's it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, so and I, uh, I, I think Sony's going to be fine with waiting. You know, they'll launch their console and then, you know, I think they'll just get those early adapters and then as games come out, more people will upgrade. Yeah. I think that that's their their uh, their mentality, which is good. Um, it can definitely work for their fan base, but I think it's going to be really hard for any new people to get into that right away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I think that with um, Microsoft, they they want to be the uh, open kind of like, hey, come over here. You don't even have to get a gamer off the bat. You'll have like this service that gives you a bunch of games, and and they all have you know really good titles on there. So you have a choice, mm-hmm. and I think that that's um, a good base of what they've been able to set up so far. Yeah, it's definitely um, appealing. But, yeah, definitely. I think that uh, now more than ever, we've been playing games. Uh, obviously, being at home and and uh, everyone's trying to figure out what entertains them the most. And so I, I, uh, I've finished a few games. I, uh, since my last podcast, I've done the, um, Jedi fallen order. I've completely gone through that storyline and, and got credits rolled on that and, uh, doom eternal, which I think I beat in about a week or two. Mm-hmm. And that was right around when I had to start, uh, working from home. So, um, I'll, I'll give my impressions on this soon, but what have you been playing? Um, I finished Pokemon Sword. Um, oh, nice! That that was fun. Um, you know, I'm. Uh, do I feel drawn towards the expansions? I am not decided mm. yet. Um, mm-hmm. Ultimately, I think Sun and Moon had a better story, and I enjoyed that story more. Um, nice. 
but you know pokemon sword was it was still fun and i i think you know graphically it was a step forward and um just the style was a step forward and then i've um just been playing through death stranding more um now i'm deeper into the story so it's a little less monotonous a little more action oriented and I've, I've been enjoying that a lot good good yeah i know that uh <laughs> one of the best games to play is is a game where there's no one around and it's a giant <laughs> open world and you're just delivering packages you're essentially the amazon of the future so yeah <laughs> pretty much I've, i mean everybody's stuck inside and <laughs> you bring them stuff yeah, you you have to you know avoid you know gangly sick death people <laughs> on your on your travels when you're going out to get supplies. Yes, it's so, very accurate. Just like real life. <laughs> just like real life. Yeah, Dale Kojima knew it from the get go, and uh, now everyone's giving likes to certain things that you wouldn't like before. You made a bridge. Way to go! Yeah. You got a hundred <laughs> likes. Yeah, the Thanks. yeah the social media aspect up. Uh, Kojima's a prophet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you saw it coming. Future. He was up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I did hear about him possibly wanting to uh, go into a direction of uh, making a horror game um, after this, which, you know, it wouldn't be another... Um, it's not Silent Hill, but it would be something where he wants it to be super scary, and, and uh, that would be interesting. I would I would buy into that. That would make a lot um, of people very happy. <laughs> I think that would as well too, because I feel like that's definitely one medium where you could be just crazy as all heck and it just wouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like the espionage giant robot um, of Metal Gear yeah, or the weird baby delivery man <laughs> of Death Stranding. Uh, you know, yeah, those Death are- Stranding has, you know, scary parts to it. You know, they're definitely parts that'll make your heart beat faster and that are a little you know more eerie and scary and even even jump scares to kind of an extent so like if he had a game that was focused on that i think he could do cool things yeah i i wouldn't doubt that um i think one of the other things that i was surprisingly uh uh drawn to which i didn't think i would be was um or is right now um warframe which is a mm-hmm. free-to-play game on um, it's it was I think originally on PlayStation and eventually moved its way over to Xbox, but it's been on there for quite some time now. Um, and I I actually would recommend this game because it's um uh let's see how to best describe it. Um, you can go around and do different missions, um, but luckily like it. it you can tell the expanse of how far everything can go out. I've only unlocked like maybe three planets and um, you'll have so many different uh, missions and objectives on there. But um, like I had, I picked up from a save point. So I had to kind of get back into like, okay, what was I initially trying to do? And I think it was just getting this one particular piece of equipment that would let me fly. And Hmm. I was interested in that. And so it would kind of say like, okay, you need to do this mission or you need to unlock this. And so I was, I was able to, to decipher what I needed to do. The inventory wasn't too hard to manage or, you know, kind of 
do different buffs and upgrades and and i caught back into the flow of things fairly quickly mm-hmm. um so it, it wasn't too bad the the moment-to-moment action surprisingly um you know just going and loading up a mission really quick it's really fast so it's not like i'm you know sitting there waiting for people to you know, join into a lobby or anything like that so um but it was uh uh it's a fast pace you can you can choose to just go through a mission and get to the objective really quick and you have a full map and you can just get through the things as quickly as you can you can be a little bit more methodical and try to kill all the enemies but um that that just that takes a lot of time so it's a focus of like getting through getting your mission done then getting back out and you know you just kind of collect whatever resources you got during that mission Mm -hmm. so um for whatever reason i've been finding that um very kind of um addicting and getting back into just kind of a little um little objectives helping me feel like i completed something um and then moving on to the next one um even though i've finished two new games um so let's talk a little bit about um those reviews Uh, i was really interested in following doom eternal for quite some time and uh, i got to get that when it did come out and um play through it completely at least the campaign i have only done a little bit of the multiplayer uh by a little bit i mean probably two rounds but Mm. it's enough to get at least a good idea of of how those mechanics work and if i uh, if i kind of like it so um my official review i i really liked this game i felt like it, it story was a little bit more um not, I wouldn't say it, it wasn't more complex. It was actually easier to follow along with than the other one. I, I kind of have that feeling. It was pretty clear of like, you know, hey, I need to go do this. I need to do that. Um, if you hadn't played the previous game, you're going to probably be pretty lost on a lot of the characters that uh, are involved in this. So, um, you know, play the previous game. It, it does help. It's not a very uh, hard game to to get through and and um you can you know you can adjust difficulties always uh but the major difference that i noticed is immediately in how i played the game which was in uh 2016 um the remake of doom um it was a lot of uh uh strifing and going around in a little circle making sure enemies can really hit you all that well and this one is uh not about that strategy at all if you stay in one place even if it's just like moving around a little circle everything's gonna just start piling up on you and they're all just gonna hit you at the same time so pretty much you just have to run around the whole map and hit things specifically so it's almost like a i need to assess the whole you know battlefield and and it's not like it's random encounters like you know when you're in an area that has enemies because it won't let you go outside of that area until all the enemies are destroyed so you know you're you're kind of having to do certain things um but you try to assess okay who are low level guys which i can use to farm health and things uh like ammo when i really need it and things start to come in trouble um, and then you start seeing some of the the other major demons that you have to tra- start to uh, you know being more strategic strategic about. Mm-hmm. Um, so on this one, it's like hitting uh, specific parts on them to to kind of disable them. And, and um, I loved the animations on this one so much more because it was literally just chunks of like flesh <laughs> and things coming off Demon of them, chunks. and it looks like they're 
literally disintegrating and just like being blown off uh, in different bits. Um, so I give huge props to the animation on that and making it feel so satisfying, um, you know, and just going through that and, and killing everything. Um, uh, so ultimately, I, I really did enjoy it. The multiplayer um, got uh, uh, an overhaul as well, too. Instead of it being kind of like a Unreal Tournament, which the last one was, this one's uh, two players uh, are um, playing as demons and another one as the Slayer. And so the demons have uh, specific abilities, but they can summon um, enemies and stuff like that to try and... Um, F with the uh, the player, and the player obviously has to go around and, and uh, do stuff. You don't have everything unlocked as a slayer, which I thought that was going to be the case. But you you know you have a, a good amount of an arsenal to to take care of things. So mm-hmm. um, I played one round as a slayer, and I I got one win in a round, and then lost the rest of it. And then I uh, played another round as a, a demon, and uh, did uh, uh, pretty good, and we won that round. So it was better. Um, you know, it's it's a little bit hard uh, because I I I like the uh, the uh, Slayer a little bit because I I like feeling that power and being able to kind of go around and stuff like that. But the demon that I chose was um, more of a mobile uh, mm-hmm. demon. Um, <laughs> he is really probably the best. Uh, um, enemy in the single player campaign i could ever think Mm of um he's called the marauder and essentially what it is is a uh, old slayer that got turned into a demon Hmm. and he carries around with uh, a giant axe so and uh, a shotgun so essentially he uh if you're too far away from him he's gonna throw his axe as a a distance attack if you're too close to him he uses his shotgun so you literally in the game have to keep a certain distance between you and that uh demon otherwise he just blocks every literally blocks every single shot that you do it's uh not until he actually um is at that perfect range he tries to rush in and, and attack you and uh he um he'll have like a quick little tell of like a green flash in his eyes like okay he's gonna attack i need to you know fire at him so you have like a very very short window of which to try and to attack this guy luckily that didn't translate over to the multiplayer which i was a little bit worried i was like i don't know how i'm gonna kill that guy mm-hmm. if someone selects him like how am i supposed to keep him at a certain distance and him block all my shots that just seems kind of unfair but <laughs> in in the uh, in the multiplayer he doesn't have the same abilities he can't block every shot um he can still throw his axe he can still shoot you with a shotgun he can even jump and dash just like the uh the slayer can so mm. he has a, a little bit more mobility but um you know just kind of i was wondering the certain mechanics that they had with that and and it works out pretty well i think it's a it's a good balance um and you don't feel like oh dang i messed up like or or, um you don't feel like uh it was unfair in the Mm -hmm. match you feel like okay i felt like i i effed up in this certain scenario i know how i could get rid of that because i wasn't more mobile enough or anything like that so i think that's usually my problem is if you're if you're not mobile enough if you're not trying to actually run around the map then then you're probably screwed and and you need to find a way out (laughs) 
So yeah. my overall review of that game, I would now plan it from finish to end, try and uh, mostly all of the features. I, I say that because I haven't done too much of the battle mode. Um, I, out of 10, um, I would give it an... Uh, uh, I would say 8.5. I don't want to give it a full 9 because one of the things that you have to do is turn off the music. Um, if you want to enjoy that game more because the music got so repetitive. Mm. It was it was the same like guitar riff and it wasn't a good guitar riff. It wasn't like, yeah, this makes me feel bad. It's like, okay, cool. Can This just sounds like trash grinding against itself. <laughs> Can you just not? Uh, and it, it makes you more, it's yeah. supposed to make you feel tense. Like you, you're supposed to feel rushed when you feel, when you hear this. So if you put on anything else, you know, just turn mm -hmm. that music off. Like it, it turns into a different type of feeling game and, and uh, a little bit more enjoyable. I feel like. Yeah. I remember like, I remember enjoying the music in like doom three back in the day, like that mm -hmm. felt satisfying. So that's, that's too bad that they couldn't keep that up. Well, I like the um, I like Doom twenty sixteen. This one, it yeah. felt like every time I went into a combat, it was the same, same song, which turned into a just the same guitar riff that they had during this one part. And I was just like, okay, can we just maybe do something else? Maybe for this one level, just have a different set of music. But yeah, more variety. I I think that that would be my major. Um, Folk, you know kind of like review on it uh, mostly everything else uh, was a lot of fun i wish it was a little um a little bit longer but um at the same standpoint i feel like there's going to be some more features that they're going to eventually release like the uh arcade mode that they had in the last one yeah i feel like would work out perfectly for this mode as well too uh, in this game because of the high mobility and, and trying to keep a chain going as, as long as possible. So I, I could uh, I could see that happening. And yeah, who knows? What do you think they'll do, paid DLC or free updates? No, I don't think they're going to do any DLC. No. Um, yeah, if anything, it's going to be like probably free updates and, and stuff like that. Um, they'll, uh, they've definitely shown the model for... Um, like a like a battle pass mm. um you know get so much experience unlock these types of things and and you can customize the way your guys look um like the uh the, the different demons that you can play in multiplayer or the podium that you stand on so it's i don't know i'm not uh, with customization it's okay up to a certain point but like it's also not my driving force always Sure. in a game to to kind of be like oh i want my guy to look like this and i need to do all these things to make him look like this i don't it's, it's whatever yeah <laughs> I, I think some people are really into that and that's fine yeah. but yeah i agree where i'm like i've never that's not my drive i've never felt the drive to buy a costume in fortnite like i don't care no exactly and i find it hard to uh see where most games are most things that would drive me to that point um i think the only one that's done a really good job of like actually i want to buy the dlc is uh witcher and um mm -hmm. how well they did that and and uh, uh they're going to do a similar model with cyberpunk uh 277 is is release a bunch of content for free but yeah. the actual like paid dlc is a 
substantial chunk, like almost a game within yeah. itself of, you know, of that same universe. So um, that I, I couldn't be more happy about. And, and they said that they've, they're going to be doing the exact same model of, that they it, did. It works. Yeah, it does. It, 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 it 100% does. And I feel, um, I feel like that works maybe a little bit more than uh, even like Red Dead Redemption or uh, GTA. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. I like the online stuff that they have. The problem that I have with the online stuff is that it kicks you out and it takes too long to do Oh, anything. the loading so long. Yeah, it makes me it's, not want to play it. It is. It's exactly the reason why I don't play it. And, you know, then if you're like in the middle of a series, then you get kicked out. You're like, oh, great. Then I just lost all of my progress. And yep. it, it takes like a good five minutes to jump into any one thing. In yeah, so, if I only have an hour to, to get into multiplayer, I don't want to spend, you know, 20, 25% of my time on loading screens and lobbies. Yeah. No, that's exactly what it is right now, too. And so I'm just like, I, I'm not about that life. I've that's why I for some reason have uh, kind of moved over to Warframe of and it being something where I can play single player. I don't have to have other people in my party. It loads up quickly, where I don't have to worry about it crashing. Yep. It can get a little bit repetitive, but um, at the same standpoint, I feel like some of the things that I'm working towards are are pretty good, and it's going to change how I play the game a little bit more. So um, that's cool. Uh, one of the other things I want to talk about before we get off here uh, too quickly, which um, is a new game uh, that has just come out to Game Pass, which is uh, Journey uh, to Savage Planet. And I was uh, really hoping that that game was going to be coming to Game Pass because um, you had Outer, Outer Worlds, Outer Wilds, and then this one, which all kind of came out around the same time all have a very similar concept of space exploration and a weird zany humor type of sense uh this one is more of um how should i say um it definitely has like uh like a wally type sense of um like humor almost mm -hmm. like you're um uh, part of the fourth best space exploration uh, company, <laughs> and so they're not highly regarded. They, you know, that this isn't their most known forte. Um, but you're kind of like on this planet, and it's supposed to be just all these creatures. But then you find a structure that's obviously man-made. So that's kind of the the pull that's kind of getting to you is is a little bit more discovery and finding out more about the planet and. Um, the humor is is pretty good along with it uh the the environment itself is kind of almost puzzle solving and what does what like mm -hmm. if i you know if i do this this certain animal might do that and it might produce a certain thing but i'm gonna need to craft that type of thing yeah i'm looking at the i'm looking at screenshots and i like the the, the style of it yeah there oh so that's what i want to bring up so uh again it the one of the things that i really appreciated about this is that in your first kind of quote-unquote character creation it's just kind of you picking a little avatar mm -hmm. and there's different like human beings that you can pick but there was one that was a dog and i was <laughs> like all right well clearly i'm just going to be picking a dog as my avatar yeah. why not and what made it even better is that the sounds reflect that avatar so when i start running really fast i start panting like a dog 
That's great. <laughs> it is really great. And I was like, that is the level of like minute details that just make that so much better of like, I have that little like kind of sounds when yeah. I'm, I, you know, being attacked by stuff. <laughs> it, uh, like, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. I, I can get on board for this type of humor and, and um, you know, mm-hmm. seeing where it goes. I've only done about an hour of it, but I, uh, I think I would recommend uh, anyone to kind of check that out. If you have game pass, it's uh, it's a fairly interesting game. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's uh, I think that we should uh, wrap it up for this episode here. Thank you so much for, uh, for hopping on and uh joining me and alex yeah um i do want to go ahead and do a quick shout out uh i'm sorry a quick little kind of how you can follow us on instagram and twitter i am at nightside pi on gmail i'm uh nightside welcome at gmail.com and if you want to go ahead and leave a uh, voice uh, message, which we can play on the show, I, uh, you can also do that at anchor.fm slash welcome to the night side. Uh, Alex, you want to post anything? People that might listen to follow you? Um, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll remain anonymous for now. Maybe maybe you next do. time I'll, I'll have something. <laughs> that's fine i never mean to put the pressure on you all right you guys thank you so much for listening and uh as always welcome to the night side